This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which as always is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by David. Good evening, Tom. Evening, mate. And I'm also joined by Andy. Evening, Tom, mate. Evening, Andy. Um, So that's it, chaps. Another season is over. Sky Blues will once again be playing in the Championship next season. And they'll also be playing in Coventry. Um, Andy, what a way to bow out yesterday. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, a fantastic achievement by us uh, and by the club to stay in the division. Fantastic result yesterday. I didn't see that coming, uh, beating someone <laughs> 6-1 on the last day of the season. But no, it really puts us on the front foot for next season finishing like that, doesn't it, Tom? Yeah, it certainly does. There's definitely been some nervy moments along the way and, you know, some weeks we've, we've been a bit worried and others we felt positive, but it's sort of all, all come together at the right time, hasn't it, Andy? Yeah, we clicked at the right time. That Rotherham game onwards has been great. I think regarding form, I think we're second best team form in the league at the moment. So, yeah, yeah we've hit, us, hit the stride perfect at the, at the right time and... Uh, yeah, all, all credit goes and all kudos goes to the players and, and Mark Robbins and his staff. Yeah. Dave, how pleased were you with that performance yesterday? Because it was you know a bit of a dead rubber game, but you know to go out and, and put in a, a performance and get a win like that is, is very pleasing, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a cherry on top, isn't it? it a fantastic performance. Um, great to see the players that we need to be firing, firing yesterday. And... Um, I think really it just epitomised that like the last couple of weeks for for Coventry. I think we've played so we've been so strong in in the majority of the fixtures when we needed to be, like Andy said. And um, yeah, had we have kept those performances up all all season in a in a perfect world, then we probably would have been with the Norwiches, Bournemouths, and and other teams. But yeah. you know, it's it, it we've did it done it when it counted, um, and that was the main thing. But yeah, it was a dead rubber game, but only one team turned up, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And some really, really encouraging performances from from certain individuals, which we'll come on to talk about. Um, We've got two games to cover tonight. Obviously, um, we were offline last weekend taking part in the social media boycott um, to highlight the importance of stamping out discrimination and online abuse from the game. Um, This is a really important campaign, isn't it, Andy? Huge to us, yeah. Um, We're delighted to join it. We thought it was important to join it, didn't we? Um, Mm. I think... I just hope it makes a change, Tom, um, because it's far too easy, as we know, to make accounts under false names and not be traced for this online abuse that people get. So hopefully whoever is in charge of either Twitter, Facebook, whoever, Instagram, find it more difficult to make accounts, you know, and and hopefully they get the message across that um, that this won't be accepted anymore. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it did kind of, it did sort of show you how much you, you know, you'd use social media and you rely it does, on it yeah. to get to get news and stuff. Because, you know, I don't know about you boys, but it just felt like a bit of a dead weekend last weekend, didn't yeah, it? Without, it without all, everything going on. So just yeah. goes to show sort of how important it is, really. It does, mate. Yeah, it was back when I was growing up. It was like that again. Uh, <laughs> because I'm so that old, mate. Relying on a blinking pink after the game or the newspaper yeah. on the following day, mate. It was, like that. It, was like a, it was. It was like a throwback, lads. So, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing what, what a good job Twitter does. We just need to get rid of the idiots, don't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Completely <laughs> agree. Um, let's look back at that Huddersfield game. Um, first of all, the match that Sunday. Yeah, um, we really kept the ball quite nicely. We had 55% possession. Um, we had 433 total passes compared to their 373, which is decent against Huddersfield because Huddersfield are a decent uh, possession team, base team. Yeah. So that's 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 decent. Um, attempts on goal, we had seven and um, on target was three. So not too bad. So um, that, yeah, the stats are not too bad on that one, uh, Tom, but it was a bit of an even game, wasn't it really? Yeah. Yeah, I felt... Felt relatively even, perhaps we slightly edged it over the Yeah, I think minutes. so. If if uh, Vic's goals or one of them went in, I think we would have won the game, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, any surprises with the team lineups, Dave? Not, not particularly. I think, um, you know, we, we did say that it'd be nice to see Robbins trying to put a few players forward that perhaps are in his plans. Um, and, and maybe that's why, you know, Jokeres got a start. Um, you know, for him to say to him that, you know, we do want you around and, and if that situation can be resolved, then all for the better. Um, and maybe that's why he started. And I think he just justified his um, his position starting. Yeah, I think I think he's been one of our key players the last last few games, hasn't he really? Yeah, and he's, you know, he's, he's he brings slightly different attributes to, to our game. Um, and, you know, he, he started to hold the ball up really well and, very, you know, he's unlucky really to to not have got himself a few goals in this fixture. To be honest, yeah, definitely. Um, and a familiar face in the starting lineup for Huddersfield in Richard Keogh. Um, Andy, he's had quite a turbulent couple of years, hasn't he? Yeah, obviously since the uh, car incident at Derby, um, he was one of their key men before that, wasn't he? Um, yeah, the captain of the club. Um, so it was good to see. I think he's done well to even get back on the pitch, hasn't he? It was an awful incident, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. Um, he was a good servant for Kov. Um, Richard was and a very good captain and a very good player. So it's just good to see him back on the pitch, to be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. It's not nice <laughs> to see players have those those sort of injuries. Even no. Though the circumstances were a bit strange, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, just a bit. See- yeah, good to see him him out there. Um, wasn't the most inspiring of first half, Dave. Um, sort of few chances really for either team. Yeah, exactly. It it felt that that felt like a proper end of season clash in in that first. Uh, you know, especially in the opening exchanges and and, and the whole half. Uh, to be honest, like I say, Jokeres though, you know, he didn't did enough to put himself about um, for me in that that early exchanges. It's just a shame we couldn't couldn't get a you know a, a breakthrough, um, but. Yeah, it was it. It was two teams, wasn't it, that were playing for for pretty much not nothing, but it, it felt like that, especially in the yeah. first forty five minutes. Yeah, I think Huddersfield only needed a point, really, didn't they? So mm. they weren't sort of throwing themselves at it, really. Um, we did have a penalty shout just before half time. Yokarera's um, shot appeared to come off Richard Keogh's hand. Uh, what did you make of that, Andy? Um, I thought it was a pen, to be honest. Yeah. It looked it looked quite. Um, nailed on to be honest with you I thought it was a pen I thought uh, uh, Keogh got away with one there it was a decent shot from Vic wasn't it and it hit his cannon off his arm so I was a bit disappointed that he, did it, he didn't give it the ref but was I surprised no not really <laughs> but we never get pens do we so um, yeah a um, bit unlucky on that one unfortunately yeah but we did come out with much more intent in the second half and we nearly took the lead it was a nice bit of play I think it was Jokeres and, and Shipley linked up really well um, and a really good save from their keeper onto the post, Dave. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I say, Jokerez, even for the penalty decision that Andy just said, you know, he he managed to get himself some space between him and defenders. And he was he was doing that a lot of the game. Um, and he did the same with this. 
it was just a bit timid, wasn't it? He didn't quite, catch, you know, get enough of the ball on his strike. Um, and, you know, the keeper made an all right save, but I think he was always quite comfortable. But I think from then it, it showed a bit more of a statement of in, intent. I think, um, you know, we were starting to put passes together and starting to make make things happen. And uh, again, like I say, Jokeris was, was uh, key, key in that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate for him, but everything up to it you know leading up to that was was great it's just a, a bit of a weak shot and just a bit more pace on it probably could have could have hit the back of the net yeah yeah we were definitely starting to knock on the door and he had another one pretty soon after Andy um this was an even better chance wasn't it the one-on-one it was but he made it all himself didn't he um yeah. it was a ball long up top um he got it under control it was a bit of a poor touch but it seemed to run into his path didn't it um but it was good industry uh by Vic and uh and I thought he just had to go roof, didn't he? Roof of the net, didn't he, Tom? I think yeah, he just yeah. he drilled it, didn't he? And it was a good save by their keeper. And their keeper's quite decent. He's one of the, the hot young prospects in goal, isn't he, for Huddersfield? He's decent. Um, and that was a good save with the legs. But I think if he would have gone roof for the net, I think he would have finished and scored. But yeah. he made it himself. So fair play to him, Vic, uh, for that. Yeah. Is he a player you'd like to see in the squad next year, Andy? If, Definitely. If possible? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Done yeah, enough I, think, for you. I think he's done enough for me. Um I think he's technically very good. Uh, I think he's strong, uh, a good age, and I think yeah. he's something, someone that we can, uh, you know, polish into a bit of a diamond, mate. I think he he, he could be very very useful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd have to agree with you there. Um, so Sky Blues did eventually break the deadlock through Jordan Shipley. Um, he's got a great left foot, hasn't he, Dave? Yeah, absolute wand of a left foot, hasn't he? It it really is. I mean, I I think back to the goals that, that you know, free kick. I think it was Luton. Yeah, um, first his, his debut, I think, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was. Was yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah. you know, you look back at that, and and we, we'll come on to yesterday's performance, but you know, he's it's he's interesting player, isn't he, Jordan Shipley? He he always gives his 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 all. Um, at times he's probably found it a bit difficult, but he does un- under circumstances, he doesn't ever really show signs of pressure in that final third. Mm-hmm. I never think he snatches at anything. There's, there's players that, you know, even we've seen with Gordon when he came back, there's players sometimes that snatch at shots and and they're the sort of people that you, you think, well, they might score some, but there's going to be times where they, they you know, they just, they, they just not panic, but just almost, you know, rush it. Um, and I never really see that with, with Shipley. And again, this was another display of, of just, you know, a great, great finish. Um, yeah. And, you no, know, he's, he's very, you're right, lethal. Dave. He's, he's very composed, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's got think, a lethal left foot. I remember that. I remember the goal he scored away at Tranmere last season on yeah. his left foot. And it's very similar. He sort of just gets it across and just slots it really nicely. He knows exactly where the corner is. It's always right in the corner, isn't it? Exactly. Often yeah. off the post even, you know? Yeah, and always with the inside of his foot generally. I mean, I know, you know, there's been times when he's drilled them, but generally is is that's how he does it. And and again, he does. He gets himself into some really great spaces, great positions, um, and he's got a lovely tidy left foot. And um, again, yeah, this was, you know, epitomised him as a, as a player of what, what he can offer and what he can give you. Um, has he done it enough? I'm sure towards the end of the show we'll we'll talk about that. But um, you know, he's certainly got got attributes there, isn't he? And and he's certainly got a great left foot, which is was hard to come by in any any squad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and it was sloppy defending for their equaliser, Andy. It's kind of epitomised the the sort of goals we've conceded all season, really, didn't it? Yeah. Uh we're on downfall again. Robbins was fuming about this, wasn't he? He was fuming. He was um yeah, he weren't happy at all, was he, Mark, about this? Um no, um deep corner, keeper called for it and dropped it on Jack Burroughs's head, bless him, and the young lad just headed it into Ward's path and he scored, didn't he? So, you know, decent finish, but really bad, bad error by the keeper, um, Wilson and um Really poor, and mm. and that has right, been though. our debt. Go on. No, I was going to say, yeah, Robbins wasn't happy in the in the post-match no. interview, but it was interesting what he said that you know he said we're going to work on this over the summer and we're going to make sure we we eradicate these mistakes. So I think mm. you know if there's a if there's a few themes that like Robbins is taking into his into the mm. summer to work on, I think that's going to be probably top one of the top of his list, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, I'd love to know how many individual errors has caused goals for us this season. I bet mm. it's high. Yeah, um, it really will high. be unforced yeah. errors, isn't it? It's yeah. just that's 
unfortunately, but that that's what makes the mark of a championship team, isn't it? That's why yep. the teams like Millwall, um, those sort of teams are, are, are up above us, aren't they? Because they yeah. are grinding out those, uh, you know, grinding out those results at times, but also just not, you know, making their own mistakes, which, but, which we've lost a lot of games. We've lost a lot of games through. Um, do, you, sadly. do you think? Do you think that is because of just lack of championship experience? I think it is. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's probably a l- lack of experience, slight lack of quality at times, which... Yeah, yeah, yeah think, mixture, mixture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's why we will be in better stead because we've had a whole season in the championship. So you, mm. you'd like to think people don't make the same mistake two, three, I think you're probably times. right. It's positionally as well, isn't it? You don't... Mm. It, you can't always see that and you especially can't always see it when you're not at the game because you can't... You can only see what the camera angle is, but a lot of times, positionally, great players just get themselves in. You know, we've we've talked so many times on the podcast about um, Roland Nielsen, for example, Andy. Mm. That you know, yeah. he was just positionally was just he didn't need to be fast because positionally no. he was just so so um, you know so strict with himself. You know, mm. um, and yeah. I think that's possibly what what it is 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 not taking up those positions either early enough. Um, and and that's probably what's yeah, like Andy said, been our downfall. But um, yeah, great you know, great to get a, a whole season under a lot of um, players' belts. You know, there's been a lot of players that have um, that have played this season and, and, and mm. t- picked up some minutes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. A few players have developed significantly. People like O'Hare, for example. Mm. Yeah, you know, he's come on hugely this season. But yeah, we'll um, we'll probably come on to talk about a few of them later on. Um, I'll grab a man of the match off you both, Dave. Victor. For me, I just think a lot of what we did well, um, he was involved in, uh, and in in a pretty humdrum game, uh, I think he, yeah, he he was he was decent. Andy, I'm going to agree with Dave for a change. Big time. Wow. Yeah, it's only taken all season. That's it's all season. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's taken to the last pot of the season. But yeah, I'm going to agree with David on this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, Vic was outstanding. I thought um, he led the line fantastically well. He made a couple of the chances by his own quality and was unlucky not to uh, really score one or two, wasn't he? So, yeah, Victor to me. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to move on and look back at the Millwall game. Um, the Sky Blues hosted Millwall in their final game at St Andrews on Saturday and came away 6-1 winners. Um, Dave, we certainly know how to leave a ground in style, don't we? Yeah, we certainly do. <laughs> the memories will live very long won't they of um when we left Highfield Road and that was an absolutely fantastic occasion marked with a, a 6-2 and uh yesterday was just missing the fans wasn't it that was the only sad thing that that wasn't there but you know St Andrews has been a, a great a great home uh for Coventry over the last couple of seasons um and yeah you know finishing in style and, and finishing that way uh, and finishing the you know the last game of the season and, and wrapping it all up in that way was was very very special and I'm I'm sure there was a lot of celebration and and you know relief and all sorts of emotions coming out in the in the changing rooms after after the game but it was just absolutely fantastic and um, I think there'll be a lot of people you know sad to leave um, St Andrews uh, there would have been a lot of friend you know friendships made and uh with with staff that of course belong to Birmingham but will be helping out on on match days with, with Coventry and yeah it's been it's been a, a great two years and, and we're very lucky to have had someone support us and step in because it could have been a lot lot worse couldn't it if we didn't have yeah we didn't find anywhere to to play our football so um yeah hats off to 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 Birmingham obviously for that and yeah, we certainly, you know, left it in style, and I'm sure Birmingham will hope in some of that that performance rub, rubs off on on themselves for for next season on that pitch because, you know, we've arguably been been the better of the two teams at, at their home ground. Yeah, yeah. Mark Robbins was very complimentary about the, the staff there, mm. especially the groundsman. Um, so I don't know whether he's going to try and poach him in the summer. But yeah. who knows? <laughs> I mean, to get games on week in, week out at, at any football pitch, but with the sort of winters that we've had, the you know the the, the weather and the rain, it's battered St Andrews, and and with hosting those games on it is always, it's not you know it's not difficult to keep it playable, um, and mm. and and the staff certainly did that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll talk about the match stats, Andy. I'm, I'm guessing yeah. that our shot accuracy was was pretty good yesterday. Defo, yeah, massively impressed. Yeah, hugely impressed. <laughs> and it's just complete and utter 
domination. So 54% possession. We had 473 passes compared to their 376. So we dominated the ball. We had 21 shots yesterday compared to their 12. And 52% shot accuracy. Wow. What's that? 10 10 shots on target? Good maths. Good maths, Tom. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all, mate. If we can uh, start the season like that at the Rico, I'll be happy. Yeah. But no, fantastic domination from start to finish. And yeah, we enjoyed our day, didn't we, yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. Was was I right in reading that they had 0% shot accuracy? Millwall? I haven't. Yes, they did. They did. Yeah. Yeah, I've just seen that. Yeah, I should have read that. But yeah, I was just looking at the 52% of ours in amazement, mate. So I I missed that. Yeah, 0%. (laughs) They didn't. They took a leaf out of our book. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, all good on the stats front this week, Tom. Yeah, absolute domination. Um, We'll talk about the lineups. Um, Obviously, we heard that Ben Wilson perhaps has got an injury and that's why he wasn't in the squad. Um, One of the other eyebrow raisers was Ben Sheaf making the bench. Um, what did you make of that, Dave? Yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? With the last game of the season, I, I wasn't even sure he was fit, to be honest. And mm. Maybe I've just been a bit out of the loop with with what was going on with him. But yeah, it was a bit, big, a bit of a surprise uh, to see him um, in there, mainly because I wasn't sure if he was actually fit and if he'd, if he'd come back from, from Arsenal. Um, so... Because I know he went went off, didn't he, to do his yeah. um, rehab at Arsenal. So that's why it was more of a surprise, I think, to me. Um, but possibly, you know, shows you something that might happen in the summer. Um, you know, it'll be, remain to be seen. I, I think, it, you know, the jury, I think, on, on Twitter is out, perhaps. Um, but, yeah, interesting. But but a lot, a lot of time for Sheaf myself. I, I think he's a good player. I think he'll develop into a really good player. Yeah. Um, and... I'm sure we'll come on to that at the end, so I'll save that. But um, yeah, it, it was for me. It was good to see him back, especially because you know, one, he's he's obviously no longer injured. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Dabo unfortunately went off injured in the eleventh minute. He's had a real tough season, hasn't he, Andy, with his injuries? Yeah, this all comes down to not having a pre-season. Uh, he missed all pre-season, and if any professional footballer will tell you, if they miss pre-season, they're always paying catch-up. And they always never, there's always something going on. There's always a niggly injury around the corner. And and unfortunately for Fancati, he's just been dogged by injuries all season, hasn't he? He's got started, then he's been, he's broke down again. So it's just been the same. And hopefully he can rest up now over the summer and he can get a decent pre-season under his belt. Because let's be honest, if he gets going, he's going to be a major asset for it. Because I think he can be probably one of the best wing-backs in the league. So oh, yeah. For us, we need to get a pre-season under his belt and get him firing and get him flowing again because he's a major asset for our team. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I think he was player of the season all round last year, wasn't he? So Oh, yeah, he won everything, didn't he? Yeah. He was fantastic. So, so he's, no doubt he's one of our best players. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you say, hopefully he can have a, have a full pre-season and then, you know, and then play a bit more next year. Um, Definitely. But it did provide a chance for Eccles to come on and impress and, and he certainly did that. Um, Robbins was very complimentary towards him in, in his post, post-match interview, Dave, and fully deserved. Yeah, exactly. Mark Robbins uh, was, you know, quoted to say, and quality-wise, I don't think I've got a better player uh, there. He's outstanding, really calm on the ball and athletic. I think that's what, for me, uh, Eccles, that's probably his key attribute, is how calm he is for for such a young lad and for someone that's not played, you know, lots of first team football regardless of championship football he's not played a lot of first team football um yeah i know he went out didn't he and, and that's probably done a world of good that that spell um earlier in the season um but if, i think he i think he's a phenomenal player I, I think he'll turn into a really 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 good player once he starts to get educated on you know the pace of perhaps a championship and and just first team football the the positions that you need to take up when you haven't got the ball but on the ball, confident. He's happy to take on players. He he seems to have a sort of James esque of um, in the middle of the park for me. When he when he's when he's played in the middle of the park, he seems to take up really good positions. And and I think yeah, I think he's a really talented player. Um, you know, when you when you look at him in comparison to say uh, Burrows, 
you can yeah. see that Eccles has played that first team football. Uh, it was Ginningham, wasn't it? That he was, yeah, yeah. Was, was there. And you can see together. that you can see that he's done that. Whereas, um, you know, Jack Burrows has, has you know only been with the with the youth lads, and and, and I think that showed, um, which is really good signs um, for both, I'd say. But uh, Eccles, yeah, very, very, very uh, good talent and. To bring him through, they you know they don't cost a lot of money, and they certainly don't cost a lot of money per week. And to have that sort of asset on the bench next season, I think will be big for us. Yeah, could be a, could be a real breakthrough year for him next year in the championship. Um, we took the lead in the seventeenth minute, and a delightful finish from Shipley's wonder of a left foot again, wasn't it, Andy? Yeah, brilliant finish by Shippers. Uh, nice little assist by Cal. Uh, that's Cal's eighth assist of the season, which is great numbers yeah. uh, for his first season in the in the championship. Um, but getting on to Shipley, I'm I'm with you. Love what you you both said at the start of the pod. His 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 left foot is a wand. He finds the corners uh, regularly from that distance, and he, it was just passed into the net, wasn't it? It was yeah. just so composed, beautiful finish. A bit like, you know, he did it against Swansea early in the season. Yeah. And you thought when he did it then, you think, yeah, he's got... When he he sort of took that-, that stutter as well, didn't he? He yeah. didn't... Some people would snap snap at it, but he kind of... He almost almost sort of give the keeper the eyes. You know, it was yeah. sort of a penalty-esque, wasn't it? Very much so. And um, it's just a shame with Shippers because I think in that position where he plays the two behind the, what, the one up front like he did for the championship season, I think he's decent there. Um, I think he he struggles when he has to go back in in like a midfield two or or more deeper um, because he doesn't really it. know what positions to take no. up and he, he he gets a bit caught out, doesn't he? And he's, he's sort of playing chase. I feel like yeah. I find that sometimes that he doesn't really know half there of he is. And yeah, yeah, he's not sure what's behind him. He's yeah. obviously better with with the with coming onto the ball in, and and the ball be the play being in front of him and him coming yeah. onto it rather yeah. than it sort of going on around him, I guess. But it gives Robbins food for thought in the summer, mm. um, doesn't it? I think if he wants to play, because I think Robbins does want to play one up front and this possession-based football. Yeah. I do. I think he wants to go down that line, and I think if he wants to play two behind. Um, shippers can fight for one of those places no problem I think he's got uh, he'll be better for the experience in the championship because like a number of the lads they've found it hard um, he's found it really hard but there's talent there isn't there and I think if you if you can work with him and him being a lot more experienced now he's had a, a one season under his belt I think there's a player there and um, I'd keep him for mm. the next season definitely 100% yeah, I mean, me, me and Dave were talking before we came on, and it's yeah, you know, he's he's probably not on masses of money, isn't he? Is nah. he? And you think, you know, people we see on Twitter saying players that need to go, but yeah, there's no point just getting not, rid of players if we can't not bring thinking about the finances behind yeah. it, are they? And, it's a cop lad as well, isn't he? But that's yeah. the other TV's thing, people. you know. Yeah, if 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 you replace like for like. Even if you place like for like, you're probably going to be spending more on, on weekly are. wages. But are yeah. you going to get that desire? Are you going to get that heart? And are you going to get someone that is just not happy to be around the squad? Of course not. No one has ever wants to be playing football. Mm. But I would say happier to be around the squad in the yeah. championship for his for his boyhood club that he's you know he's come from the depths of English football really hasn't he? Mm. With, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And and he probably wouldn't in his in his dreams have, have thought that you know we would have been where we are. Uh, we hear Robbins was, you know, pretty confident of the way that the football club was going to go. But <laughs> even the most optimistic of players probably didn't expect to, it to have mm. happened how it has. And and he's, you know, been the fortunate one that's that's gone up with us through the leagues. Um, and and he's you know, he's managed to keep his shirt the rest of the time. And and like you say, maybe this week and and, and previous week he's done enough to to make Mark Robbins have a bit of a decision to make. Yeah. Um, obviously unfortunate to see Hamer go off injured um, hopefully nothing too serious Dave no exactly and look we've just talked about Jordan Shipley that has perhaps started the season and, and had a bit of a tough start to the season and towards the end he's he's obviously put in some really great performances Hamer you'd have to say is is of the latter you know he's completely polar opposites he's he struggled doesn't he towards the end of the season he's he struggled perhaps with not not being picked at times um, and he just doesn't seem to ha- you know have that sort of zest that he had at, at the start of the season not really sure why and, and what that is um, I know there's been rumours flying about that 
that perhaps people are in for him and, and, and looking at him. Um, not sure um, how much truth there is in those, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's gutting that he's gone off injured. Um, hopefully it, it's not something more serious, more of it's just, you know, last game and you think, well, there's no point pushing it. It's not yeah. like a must win, a must win game. Um, and he was obviously struggling, wasn't he, before um, with it. So it looks to me like a, a pretty standard twist. Hopefully it's not ligaments and it's just a, a standard twist. And uh, it was, you know, it was slippy, wasn't it? He, he went over a couple of times and yeah. maybe that's what he's done. He's just slightly put, pulled something, but um yeah, it, it's it, hopefully he'll get he'll get well rested up and he'll be well in time for 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 a full pre-season, which you know again no one really had, but he certainly didn't, did he? No, no, exactly. No, hopefully we can get him him fit again. Um, and obviously Jack Burrows came on to replace him as Dave was talking about. He's an exciting prospect, Andy. Um, do you agree with what Dave was saying that he's perhaps just that one sort of stage behind? Perhaps needs to go out and get a bit game time before he can really sort of make an impact in our team. Yeah, probably another loan maybe next season because um, I think he's a little bit behind Eccles, isn't he? Uh, yeah. I'll definitely keep Eccles around the first team picture next season. Uh, Jack, <laughs> I'll probably send him out on loan maybe towards the uh, start of next season. But it all depends how he does in pre-season, isn't it, Tom? If he has a fly in pre-season, uh, Robbins might want to keep him in, a, in around the first team. But no, again, he's another one that's got talent. He's very athletic. Um, I think he can improve... Um, He's tidiness on the ball. I think that's an area where he can improve on. But another exciting talent from our academy, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, yeah. Is, Massive boost is. for his confidence as well by getting yeah, picked by Mark Robbins. You know, yeah. these players, let's not forget, you know, that, that's their... It's their dream, isn't it, to get to walk yeah. out on 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 the pitch for the first team? And we know he's he's had a few appearances, but knowing that he's been played in the last game, he'll know he's got a future at Coventry City, regardless if he does go out on loan. Um, yeah, and hopefully it will, you know, it will make him, I'm sure, even more determined to, to you know, force his way into to Mark Robbins's thinking. Yeah. And just before half time, uh, Fads makes it two. Great finish this, wasn't it, Dave? Striker's instinct. God, what a strike. <laughs> I mean, it was it sort of, because his shirt was being pulled, there was a lot of, of that and he's just, he's struck it, isn't he? There's a wall of uh, bodies in the way and it's he's hit it into the ground and it's just, yeah, fantastic for Fads um, to get a goal for a start, but a, a great finish, something you'd expect to see from, from the other lads and maybe he's been, um, you know, maybe he's been taking some advice off of uh, some of the staff that we saw some strikes as well, didn't we, in the, uh, in the on Twitter. So maybe he's been taking a bit of um, leaf out of their book, but great, yeah, great finish and uh, great to see them up there and great to see us just whip it in, <laughs> to be yeah. honest, because uh, we've been doing it, you know, a few short ones recently and Fads out of anyone doesn't like that you usually tell someone it will let them know only when it doesn't come into the box and this time it did uh, and a great great finish yeah exactly I was going to say the, it must be a record the most goals from a corner in a game it has to be possibly for us yeah for us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, oh, for us yeah I'm not saying for anyone else <laughs> yeah <laughs> we never score from a corner do we so never we get three in a game um, but yeah and then unfortunately for Fads he, he does go and score an own goal but it's just one of those really difficult ones, isn't it, Andy? You, they get whipped across like that and there's there's not a massive amount you can do, really. You can't obviously let it go to the, the striker. Um, no. Unfortunately, they, they happen, don't they? Absolutely. It was just unlucky. Ball was really good, wasn't it? Great yeah, ball great in. Ball. Um, fantastic. And he had, to, he had to go for it. He couldn't leave it. And unfortunately, it ended up in the back of the net. So nothing he could do with that one, Tom. No, exactly. But, you know, we restored the, the advantage... Um, to three to one straight after that really um and this time it was Hyam in the right place at the right time dave yeah was it rose who did the header, header first? Yeah. like bullet header right like, header really um well you know without the pun rose well to to that <laughs> but um and Hyam just yeah striker like instincts maybe, maybe i don't know what's happened at training maybe the the, the defenders lads have switched around and yeah for a laugh in the, in the 6v6 yeah because um they all had their shooting boots on and and Hyam's you know he's chipped in with a, a few goals and uh you know that was another one right place right time and he reacted fast and and yeah great great for him yeah and we we really started to dominate the game at this point didn't we Andy um mm. it wasn't great defending from Millwall but um, great to see O'Hare get a goal and it really it was really deserved from his performance on the day yeah he was brilliant all game um, he's been brilliant all season for me 
Um, super talented boy. Um, great assist by Shippers. Really good assist, put on a plate for him. Uh, and a great finish. Um, the only criticism we all have of Cal O'Hare is, is, is goal scoring. Um, you know, if he, if he started chipping in with a few more goals, then yeah, wow, what a player we will have. Um, but I think he's had a really, really good first season in the championship. And um, I think he was in Dean Ashton's as well on Quest Team of the Year, yeah. which again shows how well he's done and how much people appreciate his play. Um, but no, good finish. But even said after the game, Cal said that, um, he, you know, he was really annoyed that the amount of goals he hasn't scored this season. So even he knows what area he needs to improve. And and if he improves in that next season, we'll have some player on our hands. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, if he, you know, if he converts wow. some of those tracks, if he scores eight to ten goals, he's, you know... Well, if he gets double figures in assists and goals, wow, well played. He, he's, he'll be the complete mm. championship player and we, I doubt he'll be playing for us for too long, to be honest. Yeah, being... but didn't we sign him for a free? So that'd be some profit, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did, yeah. That's, that's, how, you do, that's, that's yeah. how we do business. Yeah, yeah, another great find, isn't he? Defo. Another really good one. Um, we made the triple sub as we usually do. One of those players was was Biamu who came on. Um, a few fans were getting a bit worried about his his post on Instagram, but perhaps more of a yeah, just talking about the last game of the season rather than perhaps his last ever game for the Sky Blues. But he, I think he's another so. interesting one, isn't he? Yeah, I think that was you know. Although I was probably with them, it, it's the same sort of reaction that we got after Rotherham won, um, and uh, we <laughs> all know how that, that ha- yeah, we all know how that ended. So I think you've got to take that with uh, a fact that I think he's probably talking about the last game of the season one more time. Uh, Just paranoid as fans, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, but yeah, great, great. Like I said, to see Sheaf come on um, as part of that that triple substitution, and I thought, you know, I thought he did. He, he looked. He looked again. You know, confident in in there and, and competent. There's, there's just a few times with Sheaf is that sometimes when he he plays a ball to a you know to a to a colleague, he he, he seems to sometimes just put it a bit high. You know, in the air to, on, on a chest. It sounds silly, but these are the little things that can catch catch players out. And I think he just needs to you know tidy that up. But I think you know I think he, he was good and. Uh, yeah, Biamu, I think you'd see a lot different post if it was his last ever time, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it'd be, a, be an emotional one, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, Matty James got the fifth, um, but it was great hold at play from Biamu. And by this point, we were just playing such direct football, weren't we, Andy? It is. And that, that's what happens when you play two up front, isn't it, Tom? Um, you can go direct. And that's what we have done in previous games. Um, when he doesn't yeah. play one up, one up top, we do go direct. And it's very, very effective. You've got mm. Sam McCallum's long throws, which is effective. Um, Marco's kicking was great yesterday. Yeah. Um, I yeah. thought his long balls up front and field would really cause problems. And like you say, Max's hold-up play was superb. And, uh, you know, a good across the box, the keeper's made a bit of a mess of it, which is a surprise because I rate their keeper. I think he's decent. And um, and a tap-in for Matt James. And J-Mo deserves that. He's been fantastic, hasn't he, all season for us. So hopefully that's not the last goal we see him score for us. Yeah, I think, you know, as we discussed on the last pod, he's a, he's got to be a big target for the summer, hasn't he? Yeah, massive. He's he's a, uh, probably number one on the priority list, isn't he, to get him signed up. And I can't see why why he won't be signed up. I think I think he will be on, people say, oh, what about his wages? Because he'd be at Leicester on, but he's out of contract from Leicester. Leicester aren't going to renew his contract. And he's, gonna, he's not stupid enough to think, well, I'm going to be on the same wage as what I'm on, you know, what I was on at Leicester. So he knows he's going to have to take a bit of a drop, and he knows he knows the lads. He knows that he's going to play a fair amount of first team football. So I don't see why he wouldn't yeah. want to sign for us. And he, and he lives in the Midlands as well. Yeah, he does. So, so yeah, I think that's perfect, why he, perfect fit, mate. Yeah, I think. I mean, when he moved from Barnsley, there was talks that he, you know, he wanted to be close to his family. So mm. you know, sometimes a player of that age, it just becomes more of a you know a lifestyle thing rather than. You know, being a young lad earning loads of money and you don't care where you live, he might be at that stage now. So it is that. And also I think he can see the progression that we're we're going. I think we yeah. can finish mid table to getting, you know, with the playoffs next season. So I think he sees the project. I think he's he's on with the project. He's got a few seasons as long as he stays injury free. How old is he? Thirty. 
I think he's, yeah, 30, 31, is he? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, so two got, or three seasons. Yeah, so, got another you know, three years probably. You know. No, I think he'd be excited by this Anything project. Anything like Oggy, he's got, he's got more than a few seasons. <laughs> Oggy, he's keep, keeper, Dave. Keepers last longer. I know, I know. Still. <laughs> but no, Oggy I think... Oggy went to he, about 50, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, he did. But no, I think he'd be excited by the project ahead of him. And I, I think I'll be very surprised if he doesn't sign for us, Tom. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Um, another corner, another goal. This time it was Walker. Um, do we know what body part this came off, lads? We watched it back. I think um, Dabo, Dabo's tweet suggested it wasn't a conventional conventional one. What did you make of it, Dave? I think 6-1, even a pair of bollocks scored. Would be the chant if I... Uh... Because that's basically what it was. Um, I think when he turned around and he was holding his uh, testicles, I think that that showed you that it, how how he'd scored that goal. Um, I love how he sort of done the fist pump first to mm. like celebrate the goal. Then he was like, "Before that, actually, yeah, it's a bit." To be fair, and then uh, gave him a little, you know, double check, make sure they're all, they're all still there and intact. But um, yeah, just goes to show, doesn't it? Like some again, dreadful defending by Mill. I was going to say, way. I mean, awful. If you're if you're defending that, and you know, it's come off someone's bollocks into the goal. That's yeah. not good. But, is but it, that's, that that to me, that to me, you know. <laughs> shows shows their performance, doesn't it? And funny enough, I've got a uh, a close friend that's a Millwall fan, and and he was just like, you know, he didn't watch the game, and he's just like, what what went wrong? And I said, well, you know, when that's happening, you know, it's not your day. So, um, uh, great finish by Walker. Yeah, um, full time whistle went, and obviously marked the end of another another great season um, and a great way to bow out, as we said. Um, do you think this result stands in really good stead for next season, Andy? Yeah, it does. It, gives, it just gives that good, good feeling, doesn't it, around the club? Um, it just helps us to progress. I think it just, it's not this result. I think the, the last, you know, few results, you know, we're second in the form league for the last five or five games of the season. I think it just helps us progress for next season. Um, so yeah, definitely, I totally agree. It's all happy days going on to next season, Tom. Yeah, and uh, man of the match, Dave. I mean, it can't be anyone else but O'Hare for me uh, and probably for everyone. It was just, it was a really, really fine performance. But I think he just showed again that which we're going to need is that he just gets in so many pockets of space. There was a there was the time when he carried the ball from the halfway line and, you know, defenders are backing off and backing off. And he's just such a talent, isn't he? And he, he's been a lot of what's been good for um, us this season everything sort of come through him and and yeah yesterday's game was was no different you know the the, the goal capped it off but he he done a lot more than that and and showed everyone what he'd been doing all season really fantastic and and O'Hare for me is just yeah absolutely um you know shoulders above anyone yesterday and and that's no mean feat because I think a lot of players had a really good game but he was just uh, exceptional yeah, I've got I've got a feeling Andy's going to agree with you. Double bubble twice. Agree <laughs> with Dave. Yeah, yeah. O'Hare without a doubt. But I'll, I'll add a few stats to it, Dave. Um, Here we go. Um, five shots, which was the most by our players. Um, two dribbles, which was again the most by any Sky Blue player. Um, and you know, I always like a who scored rating eight point four seven. Dave, Ooh, nice. That's, well, high, that's that, high. Yeah, that is eight point four seven. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. Yeah, he's just the poster boy of the Sky Blues, isn't he, lads? You know, from you know the hair, the white strap round the arm. It's just all good there, isn't it, for Callow Hair? I think he's just going forward, just fantastic, and uh, I've, I've been really impressed with him. He's a brilliant player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, great way to end the season, and obviously, you know, sixteenth place, fifty-five points, twelve points clear. It's just a brilliant achievement, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, exactly. Look, I. We were all so worried, weren't we, around the sort of, we spoke about the Rotherham game and leading up to it. Just what a difference. Um, but I think those performances have been there all season. They really have. Yeah. It's just that we've just been, at times, we've said it so many times on the pod, not streetwise enough. Um, and, you know, been at times just too easy to beat. But when when it mattered and when they needed to, Mark Robbins got, won the tactic spot on uh, and he got the effort from his players that he needed and 16th place first you know first season back with the one of the lowest budgets if not I think probably the second lowest budget in the league it's, it's just it's it's Mark Robbins's 
best achievement, I think, as a as a Coventry City manager. And again, yeah. that's you know that's saying a lot for for what he's achieved with this club um, in his second stint as manager. And I just think Coventry City fans have got a lot to you know look forward to now. And uh, mm. you know, I think off the pitch we're looking obviously hundred times better with the ground situation, but just, I think the, it, with the owner situation, you know, we've spoke about it, Tom, a lot in the early days, it was a bit of a, it probably wasn't really sure why they, they bought the club. Um, it was probably a bit of a, an option that they got offered something because it was, you know, brought for a pound. There was a bit of debt to pay off and, and all of that. And probably just found that it was going to be another one of the, the, you know, the business's assets, but they've certainly, you know, give, give um, Dave body more tools, to, to do the job that they employed him to do. And, mm. um, you know, the club's reaping the rewards now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Andy, do you feel like we're a little bit ahead of schedule almost in terms of our development? Because obviously, you know, Dave Body did come out and say that next season is about survival again and, mm. you know, talked about possibly having the fourth lowest budget in the league and things like that. But, mm. you know, having done so well and finished so strongly, are you sort of looking a little bit higher than that now? And you almost feel like we've... You know, we, we thought we'd scrape it, but we've actually done it fairly comfortably. So can we look a little bit higher or do we need to sort of keep our, keep our, um, I don't know what even what the phrase is, keep Feet our heads down. Feet on the ground, <laughs> yeah. Feet on the ground. Feet um, on the ground, that's the one. That's the one. Um, that's a good question, Tom. Um, I think I put a tweet out last night and I think there's more expectation than hope now. Um, and I don't mean that all by saying, oh, I think we're going to finish in the playoffs next season because that's, just stupid but I just think next season I think we can maybe finish more comfortably mid-table and maybe flirt with the playoffs a little bit I don't think we'll, we'll get there but if the um, get the, if we get the right players in we re-sign some important players that we have to re-sign and if we get the right balance and mix in there's no reason why we can't finish comfortably mid-table next season Tom mm. yeah yeah, no, I'd, I'd have to agree with that. Um, yeah. We we touched on St Andrews and, and how well it served us. Um, incredible record there. We have only lost seven games in forty six, which is which is mad, really. Yeah. Um, but Dave, I think the the challenge now is to sort of transfer that back to to Coventry and and make the Coventry Building Society Stadium a fortress. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a hell of a lot of work that's got to go on this summer, and there's. There's so many key roles to play. We talked about the match day experience. How can that be improved? Uh, um, I'm just going to always call it the Rico, I'm afraid. It's going to be very difficult. But it's a tough um, one, isn't it? Coventry Building Society Arena, yes. Um, I think that's, you know, one um, for me is, can we just do the trains? Can we make sure that that's a, a thing? Because that will just uh, help my life. But um, apart from that, back at um, the Rico, I, I just think... I think we've got to all play our part, you know, the fans have, because I yeah. think at times um, the Coventry Building Society Stadium, um, it, it, it did have its its own negativity, I think, and it carried that a lot um, for me um, in, in certain games. And, and I think that we've just got to almost treat it like a fresh new start. And the only way it will become a fortress is by the fans, I'm afraid. You know, off the pitch, they can do anything they want, but it's the people turning up and supporting the team. Um, and, and that's what's got to, got to, you know, that's got to be the most important thing, that we get enough numbers down there first. Um, but two, yeah, we, 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 you know, we encourage rather than, than um, you know, shout at and uh, drag down players because I know as frustrating as it is, that doesn't help anyone. And, that's that's why I think it was negative at times, and I think if yeah. we do that, we can we can certainly make it a fortress. It's got the ability to be, you know, to be so. Um, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. Don't you just think? Sorry to put in about so, carry the uh, ground and the atmosphere. Don't you think by opening like the stands behind the goal will help improve that as well? I think it will because, like, you know, when we used to watch at the Rico in obviously League One, it, because we were just down the side, it yeah. just made the atmosphere just really poor, it does. in my opinion. Yeah, it's, I think, it's fragmented, isn't it? Yeah, and I think if you open them, like what we have done, like the North Stand's going to be open, isn't it, behind the goal? I think that just makes the atmosphere better, in my opinion. Plus, we're going to get bigger crowds in the Championship, aren't we? So yeah. I just think those two factors will help the atmosphere as well, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's all about the crowds that we get. Like, I mm. think, like, there's no doubt that, you know, 
20,000 people in the Rico is is a great atmosphere. Um, when it yeah. was 10, 9, 8, 7,000 in League 2, you're not, it's not going to be great, spread out. It? It's, um, so, it's difficult when you get a big following away, isn't it, with that? If you've got, you know, you'd, but they, I can't see them being the sort of 8, 9, 10,000 apart from... Oh, no, they won't. The, the games on the midweek that might struggle on, on some of those but yeah you're right if we can get those sort of crowds in numbers in I think we'll be yeah. um, I mean, be fine but I think have... everyone's got to treat it like a a clean slate for me you, you know there's a, there's been a lot hasn't there that's gone on at the Rico with, with protests and there's a lot of there's a bit, bit, bit of mixed emotions I think and I think everyone's got to put that aside haven't they um, and forget about the things like the location and all, you know, and just, just, it, we've been away from Coventry for a long time now. Um, um, especially when you think about even the first time and we've just got to all get behind it. You know, club, we said it last week is in their best position for a long, long time. Um, and we've got to do everything we can to, to help that keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that should be um, beneficial for us this year is obviously having a normal pre-season. And I know it was, it was tough for us last year with COVID and everything and not playing for months. And we know, obviously, having chatted to a few of the players that they they felt that. So, Andy, I think that'll, that'll really help us this year, won't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, there was a long break from when we played Ipswich to when we played Rangers, wasn't there? Um, two to three months so that was two no longer than that it was longer than that it was such a long layoff yeah, it was a long time. so yeah um, so that's going to help us we can have a proper pre-season um, we can obviously if they want to go away they can do that or if they want to stay locally which we normally do we can do that as well so be a lot more planning a lot more better for us and uh yeah, get some pre-season, which I don't really take much notice about anyway, pre-season games, Tom. I think they're just there for fitness, really. But if we can get players up to speed, like we said, people like Dabo, Godden, they're massively important to get good pre-seasons under their belts and, yeah, get them fine for the season. And then we can really attack this season uh, in August, can't we, uh, Tom? Yeah, exactly. Bring it bring it on. Um, yeah, that's all we've got time for this evening. Thanks a lot for joining me, as always, chaps. Um, and listeners, do keep an eye out on our pages over the next week or two. We are going to be putting out some special end-of-season content, um, so we'll be looking to get lots of input from you, our followers. Um, and do also make sure you check out our partners, Shortland Horn, across their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. And as always, if you'd like to get involved in anything we've discussed on the show, just use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.